0: Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness. Six basic, time tested principles that, when applied to your life, can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with a Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to Coffee with the Doc. As I might have mentioned on our last episode, uh, we have some exciting news. Uh, A corporate sponsor, and uh, uh, our corporate sponsor is Barista Coffee, 100% Colombian coffee roasted right here in the beautiful state of Florida up in Tampa, Florida, but you can find them on uh, BaristaCoffeeUSA.com. You can actually order your coffee there. Uh, but check them out. It's uh it, it's what we drink here on Coffee with the Doc is Barista Colombian Coffee. <laughs> so they are new uh corporate sponsors. I want to make sure we uh we got that in today. There will be some uh uh, updates on our website we'll be able to link right to them if you're interested in ordering coffee uh, we uh, we drink it here in san carlos chiropractic and on coffee with the doc and we also do our corporate gifting with you know some of their gift packages and that so it's uh it's a great local uh, company but uh, as we mentioned uh, kind of uh, now we're into uh 2022 and and getting going but maybe you're a little bit behind saying you know i really want to get active and and today we're going to just take some uh Give some action steps, I guess, some pointers and look at uh, getting moving and becoming active. I tell folks that and I see a ton of folks that come down here in the winter months from those uh, chilly uh, northern states. And uh, by and large, uh, most of them are much more active being down here in the winter months than they really are back home in the summer months. But there's always plenty of stuff to do. And I always always tease them because a lot of them try to figure out ways that they can be down here year round or a good chunk of the year. And I say, yeah, we can be active uh, outdoors 12 months a year down here in Florida. Uh, but yet still, there's an awful lot of people that, that are not active enough to truly stay well. And if you've uh, listened at all to uh, any of my uh, podcasts or check me out online at drglenshafer.com, uh, you'll see my wellness uh, program has six basic aspects to it. And the very first one is proper functional activity. Along with that one, we have proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. So we kind of go through these uh, categories, these principles uh, in some way, shape, or form here on Coffee with the Doc, tying it all into a well uh, wellness program or having an active uh, well life. So that is what we're trying to get. I'm trying to get people moving in some way, shape or form. But when we talk about that, you know, it, it's 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 kind of what they think about, you know, well, wellness is just, you know, doing some exercise and it's much, much more than that. Uh, one of the things that I laid out at the end of uh, last year was what what am I doing? I'm I'm walking my talk. And activity is one of those things that uh, that I'm, I'm working on, uh, taking some action steps. One thing that I did uh, uh, since our last episode, uh, I'm doing what's called a step bet. Uh, step bet. It's an app you can get this. And actually, you it you it's betting, I guess you want to call it. But uh, you put in, uh, for example, the the uh, the particular uh, one that I'm doing is a six week step bet. You put forty dollars in. Um, and if you have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or, or some other device that tracks your steps throughout each and every day, you can participate in, in these step. Bet. Uh, StepBet is an app also, but it syncs with your devices and and whatnot so that you can track your your steps, the number of steps you're taking. And it calculates how many you typically take on average. And it sets up your typical week and the goals that you need to reach. For me, on uh, four days out a week, I have to hit 8,500 steps. And then there's two days that I have to get over 10,000 steps. And then there's a day I can take off. And as long as I meet those goals each and every week. And it takes a little bit of a strategy to do that on some days. Um, Then at the end of the six weeks, um, let's say there's 200 people in it. uh, The people that didn't keep their goals, uh, their money gets contributed to the pot. And at the end of it, um, the rest of us that made it, uh, we get to split their money. So I participated in two or three of these over the years and, uh, And uh, typically you make about 10 bucks. So it's not like uh, it's something you're going to retire on here. But uh, all I do it for is motivation. And that's what I encourage people to do. Some days, you know, like yesterday, I got home and I was only at 6,500 steps. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I got 2000 more steps to go. So I had to go out and go for a nice walk. You know, once I got home and that's the purpose of it is just to get me moving more consistently and a little bit more than I typically would on an average day. And that's what we're talking about, taking baby steps, pushing us just a little bit to do a little bit more in the area of activity. So that's one of them. Uh, And additionally, I, I started looking at the portions that I eat very closely, trying to have maybe a few more smaller meals through the day. Uh, I consistently take my supplements uh, and I've definitely eliminated sweets and snack foods in that process and cut out a great deal of my my wheat products, the breads and whatnot, and mostly uh, dairy as well. So about the only dairy I have is is my creamer in my barista coffee that I have every every morning. So. And starting to take baby steps which is what i've been encouraging little baby steps little baby steps little baby steps in these different areas and eventually all those little baby steps add up to a whole bunch of steps and you've made some great improvements and oh by the way you will feel it almost instantly i've had a few patients that have kind of taken the challenge and started to clean up their diet and they come back after just about 2 weeks and they say man i cannot believe the difference in how I feel, just eliminating some of the sweets and the wheat products and that from their diet, how much better they've been feeling. So this is what we're talking about. So today we're, we're on um, principle number one, and how can we get active? And we think about that, we, we just kind of think of our of uh, physical activity, but I'm talking about much more than that. We're, we're talking about wellness. We're talking about our, our entire being. So, yes, it is physical, getting physically going, but it's also mental, emotional, uh, spiritual, relational. These are areas of active, you know, being active. So it's not just like, okay, let's start walking more and and utilizing a step bet and I'm all set in, in activity. No, we're we're talking about our our life. So uh let's kind of dive into this and and see what we can come up with. Obviously, I, I mentioned uh you know the physical part of it and and not just you know getting moving, but our our entire being, our musculoskeletal system, all the muscles, all the joints of our body, if we don't use it, we lose it. So we got to get, we got to get moving physically also. We're going to talk about these other areas as well. And most people, either they kind of, they're very sedate in their lifestyle, or, or maybe they get a little bit of activity, or maybe you're listening and you say, you know, I, I really am pretty active physically. I, I kind of get going, but we're going to touch on each one of those and maybe some things that can, can help you in all of those. If you're sedate, um, and I read the study uh, not too long ago, I'm, I'm sure I mentioned it on here at one time or another, um, but they did this study a few years back and I don't quite know how they did it, but they they measured the negative effects of a sedate lifestyle and then tried to where we if, if you work in an office, for example, and you're still working and you're working every day sitting at a computer, which a lot of people do, you know, and they're sitting most of their life and they think, well, I'll get a half an hour of activity, exercise, I'll go to the gym and that'll compensate for sitting eight hours a day. It doesn't work that way. And this is what this study found out, that there are much more negatives in a sedate lifestyle that can be offset by a half hour or an hour of activity or exercise every day. So if you're a sedate person, you need to get moving You need to get, start utilizing every area of your musculoskeletal system. But my warning is you got to start slowly. Uh, I see too many people that try to jump right in and and they'll join a gym and they'll do this and you know 6 weeks later they're they're sore and hurting and they've injured something and they're not going back to the gym. You know, we just got to start slow, take baby steps, do a little bit and let your body get used to activity that maybe it hasn't had for years and years. You don't want to end up getting injured or or hurt something or or being so sore that you just can't simply continue. So we start out very slow, whether it's a walking program or maybe some pool activities. If you live in a community or have a pool where you can get in and move around, do some activities in a pool, possibly bicycling um, and after activity, do some very gentle stretching. And this is something I learned years ago that your stretching should be after the physical activity. I used to stretch to warm up, to be active physically and actually cause more damage than good sometimes by doing it in that order. Warm up, if you're going to go out and do an activity, warm up doing that activity. So if you're walking, warm up walking. If you're a runner, warm up running, running slow. If you're a tennis player, warm up playing tennis, warming up, you know, hitting the ball around. Then once you are warmed up, and the blood is flowing to those muscles and joints, then do the stretching of those particular joints, and then stretch after you are done all of those things. So if you are a fairly active person and and you're or you're maybe you started out sedate now you're getting moving a little bit. we want to start uh, thinking about your heart rate during activity. We want to get your heart rate elevated to what's called a target heart rate for the middle aged and up person that's that's around hundred and twenty. Uh, per minute. You can look that up, what the target heart rate is. There's actually a formula you can figure it out. But it, if you get it up to 120 or so and keep it there for 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, that's what we're talking about. Gives you some uh, uh, duration or uh, uh, endurance rather <clears throat> in through that process. It helps your heart, cardiovascular system, your lungs uh, will improve in their health. And it's very, very important to do that. So we do want to get with our activity, get to a point where three or four days a week, we're elevating our heart rate to 120 or so for 20 to 30 minutes at a time. That is fantastic. So once you get started moving, that's where you want to end up is where, okay, now I can get moving enough where I can get my heart rate up. And that's what we really want to do with exercise. The second part, if you're maybe a very active person already, is let's start talking about muscle tone and start working specific muscle groups, our our thighs, our arms, our core muscles, you know, our our back and and neck area and start working to get some tone in those areas. And, And I'm not looking for heavy weights. We're just talking about resistive type exercises that build muscle tone, not necessarily bulk. We just need to be toned up and have some cardiac health and utilize all of the joints, keeping them moving through the full range of motion as much as possible as we walk on this physical part of activity in these particular areas. So there's some tips on kind of getting active physically, all of those different areas. And even if you have some type of disability, a physical disability, there are many ways to be creative and get moving and get your heart rate going. Even if you can't walk around, there are ways to get moving and get your heart rate up. So don't get discouraged that, oh, I can't do any of this. No, yes, you can. You might have limitations, but there are things that you can do. And it's important that you do them, that you that you get active. But let's look at this second area. We talk about physically, There's there's mental activity. Remember, every aspect of our anatomy must be used. And so activity must include all these different areas. So mentally, if we don't want to lose it, we've got to use it. So we got to use our brain. This is every different aspect of it. And there's lots of things that you can do to utilize your brain, whether it's your math skills. There's tons of, of memory type games. Many of them you can find on your iPhone or your phone. Uh, that apps that you can do that that stimulate your brain and help you to remember and keep that part of it, but a lot of us were involved in some type of uh occupation through the years. maybe you're still working um and being in business and and working that stimulates your brain. but if you're retired, you know you have a lot of skills and knowledge that could be put to use, even if it's just on a one day a week or two day a week volunteering for whether it's a civic organization or religious organization, you can do this by volunteering. Reading is another way to stimulate your brain. Reading is one of the best ways to stimulate your brain is to is to read. If you have a strength, maybe a skill, uh, maybe it's math or writing or some of these things, there's tons of kids out there that could use some tutors to help them in these particular areas. Maybe it's your grandkids or great-grandkids that you can help in some of these areas to participate, which does them good. And guess what? It does you a lot of good as well. One of the worst things I see for for my patients are are those that sit around watching TV or browsing on the internet all day long. I think personally, that's that's like the worst of the worst. So our technology hasn't helped us in some of these particular areas. So Physically, we got to get moving. Mentally, we got to keep our brain sharp. But there's also uh, emotional. You know, we need to be excited about something in our life. You know, so all of us are, are designed with with having passions and things that we like to do. God created us uniquely and developed that part of us. So experiments. I've, I've heard people that that found something late in life that they didn't realize how much they loved it. How much they love doing it. It can be all kinds of things from you know gardening to whatever it is, woodworking, just things that you develop a, a passion for, different types of hobbies that will stimulate your brain and emotions, something that you look forward to doing, you know, each and every week. So it's very, very important to emotionally stimulate that part of our, our life as well. But we also have um, relationships. You know, we are designed to be with other people, not alone. So we are social beings. And again, technology has not helped us in this area. And I talked to an FGCU, our local uh, university here, Florida Gulf Coast University, and talked to one of the counselors one time. I said, what's the biggest problem you see in these college kids? And he says they have a phobia of face-to-face interaction. Wow. Now, how will that impact them and later in their life basically technology is becomes their focus they're on their iPhones or or tablets or whatever it is communicating with other people but not doing it face to face but we are designed to be face to face social people and again this is where this covid lockdown and my podcast a month or so ago where I talked about things that I, I didn't think went very well with COVID and the lockdown was one of them where we lock people down in their homes where they couldn't interact with other people and it created a great deal of emotional stress issues that we didn't have before. It's It's crazy. So we are designed to be social people. Yes, other people drive us crazy, but when we don't have them it drives us even more crazy. So we, we are social people. We need to do things face-to-face, interact. And I think they, they did some studies a while back, and they, and they talked about people that attended church regularly. And they found them to be more mentally and socially adjusted. But I think it was because of they regularly interacted with a group of other people. Versus those that just sit home and, and get locked in, their, locked in their in their house by themselves. And, and that's, not, uh, that's not very good for us. So we need to be social. We need to be around other people and interacting. And hey, people, there's people everywhere. You know, there's people where you live. There's people where you work. There's people are everywhere. And this is not an area of, of my strength, I will tell you. And maybe it's not your strength. And you're like, oh, I don't like necessarily being around people but it's an area that can be developed. Um, So even I I wouldn't consider myself a great socially. I am way better than I used to be uh, years ago, where I would love to just, even if I'm in a crowd of people, go sit in the corner be by myself. I don't do that, uh, but that would be my normal tendency. Maybe you say, that's how you are. Well, you can learn to interact. Uh, You might be a little awkward at it, but you'll get better and better, but it will help you in the long run uh, staying active Uh, Relationally, and the last area we'll touch on is just uh, spiritually. So we have physical activity, we have our mental activity, our emotional activity, our relational activity, and our spiritual activity. That these are areas that we have to work on. Again, um, I believe we have a creator, and that we are designed to connect with that creator on a regular basis, whether it's reading my Bible, meditation, prayer, or involved in church, uh, we are designed to have a creator, and he desires to interact in our lives, so again, he made each of us uh, unique, and he made us on purpose, for a purpose, regardless of what phase of life that you are in, um, you need to be active. You need to be active in all of these areas. It's not just going out for a walk and biking and being physically active. There's much more to it to be well and to look at wellness as a whole. So start slow. <clears throat> if some of these areas are areas that that you, uh, boy, they're totally foreign to you, start slow. Get active. Make it a make it a goal. Um, the main thing is to get moving. Be active in all of these areas. Realize again that. Uh, Our activity is not just physical, it's mental, emotional, spiritual, relational. To have true wellness, to have really be well, uh, we got to look at all of these areas. And if you follow some of these simple steps, uh, you can truly have a vibrant lifestyle, uh, regardless of what age you are at, even if you're in your 70s, 80s, or even 90s, you can continue to have a vibrant lifestyle by staying active in all of these areas. <clears throat> well, I want to thank you again, uh, for tuning in and thank our corporate sponsor, uh, barista coffee. You can find them at barista They got some cool stuff on there. Even some of the, uh, really fancy, neat, uh, uh, espresso machines and things like that. So check them out. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, order a, a bag or two of barista coffee. Uh, you'll enjoy every bit of it. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk, uh, and we're going to have a guest on. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about essential oils and how you can incorporate that into your life. What are some of the benefits of that? It'll be a, a great uh, conversation and hopefully uh, something maybe you can learn and, and pick up that will be helpful to you. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee with the Doc. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Doc hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer. To learn more about Dr. Schaefer, go to www.drglenshafer.com That's D-R-G-L-E-N-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R.com Or call 239-267-3133 You can also visit him at San Carlos Chiropractic, 19150 Acorn Road in Estero, Florida.